Hello and welcome to the Fuel for Life podcast. I'm your host, Bogdan Kipko, and I believe that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. This is why I am dedicated to helping you excel in life, have a vibrant faith, and reject mediocrity. I believe that your greatest accomplishments and most rewarding milestones are closer than you think. So let's fuel up and get fired up to live the life that God created for us to live. All right, Fuel for Life Nation, you made it. Welcome to 2018. Happy New Year. I recently interviewed one of my friends, and here is what he said. He said that the past is a place of reference, but it is not a place of residence. And I couldn't agree more with that quote. Whatever happened in 2017, whatever you accomplished, whatever you didn't accomplish, your successes, your failures, your regrets, your achievements, your shortcomings, they're in the past. God is creating something brand new in 2018, and that's where your focus must be. A lot of people are like thinking about 2017. They're like, man, I crushed it. I did so well last year, or I reached a particular business goal, or I reached a particular ministry goal, or something, you know, my marriage was great, or my kids were great. That's awesome. But whatever happened in last year, it's not going to carry you into this year. This is fresh. It's new and you got to start all over again. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, new beginnings are excellent. So this is why I titled this podcast episode. It's 2018. Don't panic. Listen to this. I'm going to give you seven tips. I hope these are helpful. I hope these are effective. I'm definitely doing some of these because I'm going to crush it this year. I don't care what's going to happen. I don't care the obstacles. I don't care the impediments. It doesn't matter to me. 2018 is the year God has given me, the year God has given me and my family, the year God has given my church. Every single thing I'm involved in, it's going to prosper. It's going to succeed. I believe that. I I, I genuinely believe that. And so our focus for my wife and I this year is thy will be done. So we are going all in trusting God like never before in every single area area of our life. So let's get started. Number one, what you got to do to just not panic and have a great year. Number one, stick to your routines. What do I mean by that? Do whatever you can to make sure you're looking at your, whatever your daily routines are, do not stray away from them. Guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be the death knell of you if you do that. So let me give you an example. Like I'm, I started a Bible reading plan and I actually started it last year in 2017. I started it in the last two weeks of 2017. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to give myself a ramp up period. I also wanted to make sure that if I miss a day here or there, I'm still going to be cut up. I'm still going to be on track to read my Bible the entire year. Now what I'm doing is I'm fighting for that time to read my four or five chapters every single day nothing else can come in the way of me doing that. I personally believe how you do one thing is how you're going to do everything. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. That's one of my routines. And I urge you, I encourage you, if, if you just 
get one resolution, if you take one thing, I don't care what it is, reading your Bible every day, making your bed every day, eating healthy, running every day, exercising every day, swimming every day, uh, saying, you know, passionately looking into your wife's eyes and saying, honey, I love you and kissing her. Like if you're married, I don't know what it is for you, but you must absolutely do that one thing because what happens is when you get one part of your life on track, when you get one part of your life situated and going in the right way it gives you momentum it gives you a burst of energy and everything else comes to you significantly easier so whatever project you've been putting off start doing it devote 15 20 minutes a day on it it's so important to stick to our daily routines and I want to tell you this. I want to give you permission and freedom to delete your resolutions list because ultimately you're probably not going to follow up with them anyway because no one does. Statistically, at the beginning of the year, we're all excited and stuff and then it comes mid-January and we're like, wow, we failed at 35 of the resolutions that I did. So this is what I recommend for you to do. Um, Whatever field of life you're in, whatever season of life you're in, if you have 20 resolutions written down to accomplish in 2018, here's what you got to do. Delete 17 of them and just focus on the top three. And I promise you, you're going to do way better and you're going to be less overwhelmed. Okay. So um, yeah, that's the first thing. Hopefully you do that. Um, Stick to your routines, whatever it is. Like if you, for example, for you, if, if it's running, if it's exercising, if it's like eating clean, like do whatever you can. Like if you're trying to eat clean, if you're trying to eat healthy, like walk, walk past the donuts in the break room. Don't like when you're, when you're going into a coffee shop, don't buy that pastry, like exercise, exercise your will, exercise self-control. I just, I want to tell you, it is so empowering when you say no to many things. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. So number one thing, guys, don't panic. It's 2018. Uh, Stick to your routines, whatever they are. Choose one, do it like crazy, crush it. Number two, uh, keep your intentions short, simple, and achievable. Here's the problem with me, first and foremost, and the problem most likely with you. We overestimate what we can accomplish in one day, and we underestimate what we can accomplish in one year. So we look at our day, and we're like, okay, let's write down these 10 things to do, and we start doing them, and we're like, man, wow, after the third thing, I'm already feeling tired. But then we underestimate what we can accomplish in one year. What if you stopped writing to-do lists? What if you deleted your 90% of your to-do list and only focused on one thing every single day? Imagine the amount of things you can be accomplishing um, in your life for for the rest of the year. So um, don't overestimate. And um, the thing is, 99% of the things we do don't matter. Most of the emotions we expand on arguments or petty things that we worry about, they don't matter. Like 90, like almost uh, uh, 90 or over 90% of the things in our life, they don't really matter. And yet we still spend so much time on them. So if it doesn't fit into your overall mission and vision of life, then just don't do them. So keep your intentions very short, very simple, uh, very achievable. If it's something as simple as saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to make my bed today. I'm going to make my bed every single day. I'm going to read my Bible every single day every other day. I'm going to talk to my spouse and I'm going to have a date night once a week. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, walk and, and, uh, and exercise every single day. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but keep these things short, keep them, these things simple. I know a lot of us are overachievers because you listen to this podcast and so you're like, okay, I want to start a podcast or I want to write a book or I want to start a blog or I want to start my own business. Well, 
just do it in in small little baby steps okay if you want to start a podcast why don't you record um you know three minute ramblings once a month and then after 12 months you'll pretty much have like already a couple podcast episodes in the hopper and then there we go you can launch it next year there's no problem with that that's number two keep your intentions short simple and achievable um number three this one's worked really well for my wife and I. We actually done this every single year for the last three years. Um, pick an overarching theme for your new year. So if you're married, um, decide on this with your spouse and then every decision you make, you filter it through that theme. And if it fits, you do it. If it doesn't, you discard it. So um, uh, uh, basically my my theme or my wife and my theme for 2018 is thy will be done. So it, that basically kind of concentrates on our focus in every area of our life, personal life, family, uh, finances, uh, business, uh, church, ministry, relationships, every single major decision we have to make, every single um, opportunity that comes our way, every single financial decision we have to make, every decision we have to make at church, every decision we have to make in what we're buying, what we're not buying, all of that is filtered through this year, 2018. It's filtered like that all years, but we're making an extra special focus in 2018. It's thy will be done. So ultimately, what does that mean? Well, it forces us to pray more about decisions. It forces us to make not as rash decisions. It forces us to contemplate and to be introspective and to think deeper about things. And that's good. That's a great thing. So that works for my wife and I. That's what we're doing. I, I'm just curious to know what your um, what your overarching theme is going to be for for your year. Because here's the thing: you're not going to waver about making certain decisions because you've picked a particular theme. Let me give you an example. When my wife and I we planted Forward Church two and a half years ago, we decided that we're going to be all in 100% for Forward Church for a particular period of time. And the thing is, whether a lot of people come or a lot of people don't come, whether the finances are there or the finances are lacking. The thing is, our emotion is not tied to some sort of external circumstantial aspect. Our emotions are tied to our commitment to the local church. So whether we are annoyed with people, whether we love people, whether we're going through a difficult season, whether we're going for, through a good season, we understand all of that is a part of life, especially it's a part of a church planting life. And so we're like, hey, we're going to be here for the long haul. We're not um, <laughs> we're not doing a sprint. We're doing a marathon. So what does that mean when we have an overarching theme for the year and I have an overarching theme for my life for, for example, for 2018? Well, that means that my um, the way I expand my emotions are going to be significantly more calculative. The more the way I'm going to expand my energy is going to be significantly more calculative. So, for example, I'm not going to be giving out myself a hundred percent to like one person, and then I have like thirty other people, and I'm like, wow, well, I've, I'm completely spent. So that means I'm trusting God more. I'm relying on God more, and why? Because I'm always coming back to the overarching theme that is ruling my family for this year. So that's a, just a suggestion. That's what my wife and I are doing. It's worked out really well uh, for the last couple of years and it's it's worked out great for us. I'm really excited for uh, how it's going to work out in 2018. I know it's going to be awesome. The fourth thing I want to share with you that you might want to try um, for 2018 is try something or start something that no one expects. Let me give you an example from my life. Um, some of you might know, some of you might not know. I actually 
um, I can speak Russian. Um, and my parents immigrated to the United States in 1992, and I finished one year of school in Russia. When we moved to the United States in 1992, I remember my mom forced me to go to Russian school for, I don't know, a decade. So there was a church where we lived next to where they had a Russian school that happened every single night um, fr- on Friday nights. And it was, get this, it was free. Like now, if you want to send your kids to Russian school, good luck. You're going to pay like, I don't know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars like depending on what kind of tutor you're going to get, what kind of school you're going to send them to. Um, the cool thing for us um, back in the 90s was that there was um, volunteers who taught Russian language in the churches. So every Friday we would come in, we would do the Russian school language, then it would go and um, I'd be part of a choir, which obviously never helped. That's why I don't sing unless, of course, I do auto-tune, which somebody told me I can sing if I <laughs> just do auto-tune. So guys, who knows? On this number four, try something or start something uh, no one expects. Maybe I'm going to be coming out with my new single in 2018. You heard it here first, but let's talk about something more realistic. Um, I personally, I'm going to do something maybe not a lot of people expect or, uh, or, or, or maybe people don't even care about it. It doesn't really matter to me because I'm doing it because of the why, because I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm actually going to uh, delve a little bit more into the Russian sphere of podcasting and video creating. Why am I going to do that? Number one, I want to continue practicing my Russian. Um, I used to be part of a Slavic ethnic church for 10 years and there. I pretty much preached in Russian for at least like twice a month. Ever since we planted um, Forward Church two and a half years ago, I preach pretty much over 90% in English. However, I still speak Russian. Um, I preach Russian here and there when I get invited to speak somewhere. But anyway, I don't want to forget the Russian language. I definitely want to be Lord Wills like 60 or 70 and still preaching, um, dropping gospel bombs in the Russian language. So anyway, um, by me starting a new uh, Russian podcast, that's going to help me exercise my Russian. It's also going to um, widen my audience and I'm kind of excited about that so um, don't worry about it fuel for life as you know it here it's not going anywhere I have a ton of um brand new interviews. I have a ton of brand new content that's going to go live in the next couple of weeks. I'm really focusing on uh, 2018 as the uh, time when I'm taking my podcast to the next level. I want to provide as much content for you guys as possible um, and I'm going to be continuing that. But in addition to that, I'm starting a, a new Russian uh, podcast channel. I only have like three or four episodes recorded. I'm going to be recording more. Um, I just need to uh, pretty much not give you any of my excuses why I haven't done it yet. And I'm pretty much going to do it. You'll hear it here first when it launches. So you'll have two opportunities for, to listen to my content, whether in English or in Russian. And so uh, the Russian podcast is going to be launching pretty soon. Stay tuned for that. So that's what I'm doing. I'm trying something or starting something that no one expects, something that's super different from what I'm usually doing. Why am I doing that because I want to exercise my brain to not be stagnant. I'm doing things that takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm doing things that ultimately um, are going to put me in a different sphere where I'm like, man, I really don't know if this is going to fly or not, but hey, why not start doing it anyway? And so when you start doing one adventurous thing in one part of your life, you kind of seem to start doing a lot of adventurous things in other parts of your life. And it actually creates for a very exciting, exciting, vibrant life. So there you go. Um, the fifth thing I want to share with you, um, maybe you want to take a break from social media. Um, in the last year or uh, last week of the year of 2017, I went dark on social media. Maybe you noticed it, maybe you didn't. I know you probably noticed that all of the amazing content stopped. You couldn't see my coffee that I was holding up and... <laughs> caring to my Christmas tree. I know, I know it's coming back. Well, the thing is, I just took a break from social media for 
um, I think about eight or nine days. It was pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. Um, just um, do what, what, what suits you. If you think you need to do a social media break, do it. Do it for a month. Heck, do it for a year, maybe for 10 years. Maybe delete every social, every single social media account you have and just, uh, you know, listen to the FFL podcast. Like the thing is this, you don't have to be doing everything that everyone else is doing. I remember when like Snapchat came out and like Pinterest came out and like Instagram came out and I was like, okay, I got to do Periscope and I got to do Snapchat and I got to do Instagram. And I was like, wow, I'm getting kind of exhausted. Why am I going to do that? So I kind of like laid off of Snapchat. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on Instagram. You don't have to do that. Whatever everyone else is doing, do you and do what suits you. So maybe one thing that might regain your focus and give you incredible clarity in 2018 is if you quit social media and I urge you to do so. Why not? Honestly, your life is going to go on. It's going to be great. I remember last year uh, or the year before I took a social media fast for like three months. It was excellent. I'm not going to take a social media fast in 2018 though. I'm going to go hard on it, but Hey, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. So that's just a suggestion. Um, the sixth thing, sixth thing I want to tell you is this, um, stop phoning it in. Now, this is especially true for people who think they're really good at their craft, whether you're a singer, you're a writer, you're a podcaster, you're a preacher, a pastor, you're somebody who's really, really successful at whatever it is that you do. You think you're so good that you can just come to the game and you can crush it. Like if you're a soccer player, you think, man, I'm so good. I don't need to practice. If you're playing guitar, you're like, man, I already can riff whatever note I want. I don't need to read notes. I'm just going to crush it. If you're a piano player, you're like, man, I'm so good. Like I don't need to practice. Like I don't need to lean into my skill. And I'll tell you my my temptation or my kryptonite. I'm a speaker in life. Like I speak everywhere 24-7. Like I swear all the time I'm speaking something somewhere. Like whether it's a podcast, I'm preaching, I'm teaching a class, um, I'm in a meeting, I'm teaching or speaking. And so the kryptonite for me is that I think, well, if I'm a speaker, I'm pretty much, I can just riff off any speech. I can riff off um, just, uh, you know, off the cuff anywhere. But, and I can say to myself, well, why do I need to read a book where, you know, eight, eight secrets of TED talks or like nine ways you can become a better communicator. I can become prideful and say, I don't need that stuff. I can already crush it, but that's where your Achilles heel is. So in 2018, this is what I'm going to do. And I hope you can do the same thing. Um, stop fo- phoning, phoning it in. Um, and I heard a leader say this, you're, they're saying that if you're not developing your gift, you're cheating it. And that's true. You're cheating your gift because you think, well, you can't get better. This is the thing. Um, most people are good at their gift. Only a few select are great. So wouldn't you want to move from good to great? The only thing that separates the two is practice. And so I'll give you an example. Um, in a larger, in, in, and you can apply this to your own life, whatever you do, whether you're, you know, you, you own your business or um, you are a homemaker, you teach homeschool, um, you are a podcaster who just kind of like listens when you're driving to work, you're an engineer, whatever, whatever, or a construction worker. I don't know exactly what, what field of, of study or career you're in, but here's the thing. Um, I'll give you an example from my life. Um, most large churches, like let's say your church is over 300 people or more, like it's medium sized, thousand people is like a mega church. Most pastors, most senior pastors, they have a huge team that kind of like um, dissects their entire sermon. In fact, most larger churches have a team that helps their pastor write their sermon. And what they do is after the pastor communicates a sermon, whatever he preaches like one, two, three, four times a Sunday or during the weekend, what happens is the team gets together during the week and they dissect it and they say, Hey, you know, pastor, um, <laughs> here's your really good points. Um, here's the points that fell flat. Um, 
Here's some of the, some of their illustrations that didn't make sense. Here's some of the transitions that didn't make sense. And that's actually very valuable. It's painful, but at the same time, it's very valuable because then you get significantly better at whatever it is that you're doing. For me, I don't have that privilege. I do have people that can give me feedback, but it's not like this focused feedback where somebody sits with a whiteboard for an hour and says, hey man, this transition rocked. This illustration was flat. I don't have that. So what, do I, what did I do? Because I want to deliver a very good, Holy Spirit-inspired, um, cohesive message to my lovely congregation every single Sunday. So what I started doing is on a Tuesday, which is basically, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days before I preach on a Tuesday night, I will preach my entire message on Instagram live. And I just welcome people to give me feedback on there. Some people are too nice. They don't give any feedback. Um, And the thing is, it actually helps me because when I voice my entire message, when I preach my entire message, I actually hear it and I'm like, oh, wow, this illustration was kind of weird or this transition didn't make sense. And so I whittle my message down. I craft it. I hone it. I, I practice it over and over and over and over again. And then hopefully on Sunday, I do a good job. The Holy Spirit empowers me and I deliver it. So um, that's basically one of the things that I've started doing. And so I think in your life, you can do something very similar in whatever sphere that you're in. And so Guys, 2018, stop phoning it in. People can tell. Like, if you're somebody who cooks, like, stop cooking bad food. Like, people can tell. Maybe your family probably just doesn't want to tell you because they're too nice. Um, if you're somebody who is, you know, like in in a business, like, stop just coming in there and being mediocre. Like, start crushing it. Read business books. If you're um, in ministry, maybe you need to up your game in whatever it is that you're doing. First impressions, or if you're in a, on the tech team, I don't know what whatever it is like. The better you become at whatever you're doing, the more passionate you become and the more fun it gets. That's just my suggestion. So there you go. Take it for what it's worth. And number seven, my friends, this is the seventh tip I'm going to give you today as you start your new year with a fresh burst of energy. You're going to love this one. Number seven, do only one thing from the top six things I mentioned to you today. Don't try to do all six. Please, I beg you. You're going to get so overwhelmed. You're going to get so exhausted. You're going to be like, man, FFL Nation, I can't keep up. I can't do, you know, one overarching theme in my life and keep my intentions short and simple and try to start something that no one expects me and take a break from social media and stop phoning it in. And some of you are like, man, I just want to phone it in. Can I please just do not do that one? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Do one. Do one of these, okay? If it means sticking to one routine and saying, you know what, I'm just going to read one chapter in the Bible this year every day. Go and do it. I promise you, it's going to be the best decision you've ever made. Maybe you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to have one to-do list and one thing on my to-do list daily. Perfect. Do it. You have the freedom to do that. Maybe you're like, you know what, forget about all these resolutions. I'm going to pick one overarching theme. And my family is ultimately just going to lean into that one theme. Awesome. You want to try something different, something no one expects, like go skydiving, learn how to play violin, go do it. The world needs another violin player. I promise you take a break from social media or stop phoning it in. My friends do one thing and how you do one thing is going to be how you do everything to all the FFL nation. I wish you a great 2018. May God's presence be always with you. 
and may mediocrity be absolutely something that you reject at all costs. I love you guys. Go crush it in 2018. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fuel for Life podcast. You are part of a tribe that wants to feed your faith, excel in life, and stop at nothing to reject mediocrity from every area of your life. If this podcast has impacted you to take action and change your life, would you mind letting the secret out and share it with those around you? Let's increase our Fuel for Life nation and have more people listening in more places so that more lives could be changed and that people would experience immeasurably more than they ever imagined according to God's power at work within us.